the UK Telegraph, um, UK report newspaper Telegraph on, reported on 2014, there was a Chinese tourist man who came um, on a family trip with his family and he got stranded at the airport. He couldn't get on board on the plane or he couldn't leave the country because his son defaced his travel document with his pen. So if I were to zoom in a little bit, you can tell he doodled on animal, plants, something. So when he presented that to the, the airport, they said, well, sir, you can't leave the airport. You can't leave the country. We can't identify if this is you or not. This is a true story. Now, would you be able to love a child like this? <laughs> well, as you know, uh, raising children is a lot of trouble, <laughs> but also is a lot of joy and a blessing as well. And as you can see, we had VBS this week, and in that, through the VBS, we had so much blessing. We had so many children come. We had 45 to 50 children come every night, and we had about 10 junior teachers, leaders, and also about 30 volunteering teachers, adults who helped out. So all, all together, about 110 people or so, including the parents and so, ate dinner every night. So isn't it amazing? <laughs> and I wish we have those many children here at church every single week. Isn't that your wish? Yeah, let's pray for that so that we'll have that, those many children at our church in the near future. Would Jesus have loved a child like that, someone who destroyed the father's passport? <laughs> Let me read from Matthew 18, verses 1 through 6. Our text today says, At that time, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? He called a little, ch little child and had him stand among them. And he said, I tell you the truth, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. And therefore, whoever humbles himself like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And whoever welcomes a little child like this in my name welcomes me. But if anyone causes one of these little children who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him to have a large millstone hung around his neck to be drowned in the depth of the sea. So the background of this story is that Jesus told his, his disciples that he's going back to Jerusalem. And they haven't been back in Jerusalem for about a year and a half. And the natural thing for disciples to think is that, you know what, why is he just going back to Jerusalem? They were thinking, oh, he's going to be sitting on the throne. And thus the argument Guess what the argument was about? Who is the greatest? When Jesus sits on the throne, who is going to sit on, sit on his right? Who is going to sit on his left? Who is going to be sitting closest? That's what they were arguing about. Thus the question, they came to Jesus and, and asked, who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? In that, Jesus gives an example. What does he say? He says, unless you become a, like a child, you can never enter into the kingdom of heaven. 
So I'm going to demonstrate, if I can get Ryder over here. <laughs> Ryder, Ryder, come here, come here. Hello. <laughs> so Jesus brought a little child from among them, and he had him sit or stand on the ground like this. And maybe he had his shoulders on him, or maybe he knelt down so that they can make an eye contact with him. But you know what? Matthew, Mark 9 says, also, um, Desirabasis says that Jesus held a child in his arms. And he was talking to people and saying that unless you become like a little child, you can never enter the kingdom of heaven. Amen? Amen. Amen. Okay, writer, time to go back to mommy. <laughs> So that's exactly what happened. Jesus had the little child in his arm. Who is the greatest among in the kingdom of heaven? And like a little child, that phrase or that word in Greek, a child, is paideon. Paideon means it could be a little child or it could be an infant or it could be a boy or a girl, anybody, any little child can be that, Pideon. And Jesus uses that word and say that unless you become like a child, you can never enter the kingdom of heaven. What does that mean? Have you ever thought about what that meant? Become like a little child. During the VBS, we had about 50 children every night. And if you have 50 kids running around, um, that's, that's a headache on one hand. But it's great to see the church becoming alive and steaming with energy and, and that force that, that the children bring, that, that joy uh, and happiness. It's great to see the church like getting a little dirty or getting a little messed up because of children, but isn't it a blessing? Would it be better to have the whole church packed with just elderly people? No young people, no children, no crying of the kids, and very reverent, very quiet. Everything falls in order. Would it be a better church? I would think it's better to have children running around, and maybe there's a cry here and there, but that's a church where we have little children. That is a blessing from God. And when the Bible says, be, a, be like a little child, it means that Jesus is using that. It's like a paradox that he's using. When the disciples were arguing among themselves, who is the greatest? I am the greatest because I am the oldest. I am the greatest because Jesus loves me really well, and I did this for Jesus. I, therefore, I am the greatest. That's all that's, that they were, that's what they were arguing. And what are they acting, uh, who are they acting like? They're acting like children. So they're like childish, Right? And Jesus brings a child and says, don't be childish, but be like a child. You get that? He's bringing a contrast. So what is it from a child that you don't really like about? When they don't really behave, they're crying, they're whining. That's what the disciples were doing. They were arguing. And Jesus brings a child who is smiling and listening to Jesus and says, you have to become like a child, meaning you have to be pure, innocent, like a child. You are greedy right now. You are arguing who is the greatest, 
who will have the most authority, most power when Jesus sits on the throne. But that's not the picture that you have in, well, what you have in mind is not going to happen. You have to be like a child. So that's what it means. Do we have a heart like a child? Is our heart as pure as little children? Do we believe or do we have doubts and do we hold things back? Do we have faith like a little child? That's what Jesus is telling us today. And the Bible says, if you make one of these little children fall or sin, it's better for him to do what? Put a millstone around his neck and be drowned in the depths of the sea. When Jesus was telling the story, they were actually in Capernaum, meaning they were actually at Peter's house or Peter's mother-in-law's house. And I was there, and I showed the picture. So in the town of Capernaum where Jesus was, uh, we were able to visit this house called Peter's house, St. Peter's house, or it's his mother-in-law's house. You see the foundation? The rocks on the bottom, the walls on the bottom, that's the actual house where Peter and his mother or his family used to live. And they built the church on top so people would not walk on the ruins, but they would actually um, be able to see that from the top. So this is the inside of the church, and in, in it you can see the bottom through the glass how it was. And this house, right next to this house, like right next door, you see a whole bunch of millstones. What are millstones? So these are the stones for animals to pull around to, to get the grains. Um, that's what they were using. Uh, because they were fenced off, I couldn't go in, stand next to it to take a picture, but trust me, they were about like this big. They're like uh, adult size. That's how tall they were. They were pretty big. So if you were to hang one of those around your neck and jump into the water, and keep in mind, Peter's house is literally like 20 steps from the Sea of Galilee. So Jesus, while Jesus is telling this very story in, uh, in Matthew chapter 18, he's sitting in a place where he sees the water and he sees the millstone right there. And he's using the object lessons. I say, do you see this? And he had a little child in his arms and he was telling the story. So picture that in your mind. He says, it's better for him to put a, a, a millstone around his neck and and just be drowned in the depth of the sea. You could be like Michael Phelps, but if you have that stone on your neck, what is your chance for you to come out of the water? Zero, because that stone is probably like a couple of tons. It's, it's really heavy. There's no way that you can get out. And Jesus is saying that basically that's what it is. Now, is he really? If you cause one of these little children to sin, it's better for him to lose his life. Is Jesus really serious about this? Exactly what he was saying. That's what he was saying here. Because the gospel is not only for the adults, it's for the children too. Remember the time, and Jesus was holding this child like I was holding a child, and he was telling the story. And he was pointing out the millstone and the Sea of Galilee right next to him where people could hear the waves crashing. And what were the disciples doing just before? When children came wanting Jesus' attention, when mothers brought children to, to Jesus, what were the disciples doing? 
shoo, go away. Jesus is busy. Like, moms, control your kids. Just do something. Don't, don't you see that he's busy with his own business? But don't you get it? The gospel is for the children too. So the VBS that we had, we call it children's evangelism. We just finished the week of evangelistic series for the children, isn't it? In the same way, if we can reach the children's heart, that is the core of the gospel. It's not the boring message that we have for the adults only. Jesus' sermons were so simple that it could reach the youngest minds and the oldest minds of them all, and still is deep enough for the scholars to think and consider and still find meat in it. That's how his gospel was like. Are we preaching the gospel like that? Are we giving examples of such sermons or a life story? When the Bible says you will never enter the kingdom of heaven, that part, oh, yeah, that part is a double negative in Greek, which means the, the double negative is used in the Bible like when the serpent in the Garden of Eden said, you will never die. Well, English version says you shall never die, but in Hebrew it says you shall not die, die, meaning it's never, ever, ever going to happen. So if you ever cause any children to fall and sin, is there a chance for that person to be saved? No. No, no, no. So you have to repent of that sin, and you need to stop doing what you're doing. Just like the disciples were stopping children from coming to Jesus, that's what they were doing. They were being condemned to, um, to, to um, the judgment, condemnation. That's what they were doing. There was someone in the Bible who uh, was very proud, just like the disciples were arguing, who is the greatest? Who was that person who was very proud and who got kicked out of heaven? Isaiah 14. Isaiah 14, verses 12, says this. How you have fallen from heaven, O morning star, son of dawn. You have been cast down to the earth, you who once laid low in nations. Verse 14, I will ascend above the tops of the clouds. I'll make myself like the most high. Who was this person? Lucifer. Because of his pride, he became Satan. That, that was what caused him to sin and fall. How about Philippians 2, 7 and 8? It says, But made himself of no reputation, and took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of man, and being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death on the cross. Who is this person? It's Jesus. You see the strong contrast between these two characters? Lucifer, who became so proud, just like the disciples, and on the other hand, we see the picture of Jesus who humbled himself to be a man and to be a servant to each and every one of us. So who are we like? Are we like a little child being humble? Or are we like the disciples who are so proud trying to sit right next to Jesus? In 1990, 1986, 
according to New York Times, in the summer of 1986, two ships collided in the Black Sea off the coast of Russia. Of 1,234 people on board, 398 people sunk and died. About 400 people out of 1,200 people died as they hurtled into the icy water below. Within the 15 minutes, the 17,000 ton, 525-foot liner sank so quickly that they had no time to launch lifeboats. And thus, 400 people got drowned and died. The news of the disaster was further darkened when an investigation revealed the cause of the accident. It wasn't because of te the technological issues or like the radar malfunction or the thick fog. You know the cause, why it happened? It's because the two captains of the boats knew 45 minutes before the collision, they knew that they were on the path of collision. But both of them were too proud to steer clear way out of the, the, the accident. And they said, you steer off. The other was saying, no, you move out of the way. This is my way. And both of them just kept on going until the point where they couldn't, couldn't avoid the accident. And they crashed. And thus 400 people died. What was it? It was their pride in their heart. Friends, do we have pride in our hearts? Do we have pride in our hearts? Or do we have a pure heart? Or the innocence in our heart, just like a little child? Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? It is those who have the clean and pure heart, like a little child. I don't care what others think about me. I just love Jesus. That's what it is. Do you have a heart like Jesus? That's what is going to bring us to the kingdom of heaven. That's what is going to make us the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. It is not like what kind of work you do for church or what kind of things you do perform for, for, for VBS or church events or how much money you bring to church or what kind of fame you have or how long you held your position as an elder or as a deacon or something at a church or even a pastor. It's what kind of heart you have in your heart. What kind of humble heart we have in our hearts. So I hope and pray that we will have a humble heart. Do you want to have a humble heart or a pure heart, an innocent heart like a child? Is that your desire, to have a heart like a child? It was a great blessing to have the VBS with these precious children. And we pray that we will have many more children at our church. And if there's anyone anyone causing any of these little children to fall into sin, we need to remember what Jesus had said. And may the Lord bless us as we make our church a friendly place for our neighbors to bring their ch children to our church and say, you know what? This church is great. We want to bring our children here. I hope and pray. Since from the bottom of my heart, we will turn our church into the church where children are welcome here as well as adults so where we can evangelize not only to adults but to children as well and also we pray that we will have a heart like a child pure and innocent so that we will be all great in the kingdom of heaven let us pray
Uh, Father in heaven, we thank you so much for your countless blessings upon this week of VBS. All the children that you have sent to us and all the help, all the volunteers, all the teachers who have worked so hard to make a success out of this children's evangelistic series. Lord, we pray that you would take this message that we heard today into our hearts and it will make our church into the church where children are welcome into this church. Lord, we thank you for the children that we have in our church. Thank you so much for the precious souls and the jewels in our church. But Lord, we pray for more, more children to come so that this church will be filled with children and adults and elderly people who will give examples and who will love the children. Lord, bless us so that we will have the heart like a pure and innocent child. So Lord, we pray that we will all be great in your kingdom of heaven. Bless us so that we would all have that heart in our hearts. We thank you, Lord. We pray this in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. I'd like to invite the praise team to come up and lead us into the closing song.